Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer. And I used to say Vortex Sound Studios, but I've changed my name now to Phil the Mix Engineer. So if you want to find me online, just worth saying, why not? Um, you need to go to www.philthemixengineer.com. Once again, I thought I would treat myself to the random question generator on the internet. And the random question generator for me today asks me, what is my go-to dance move? Well, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have one. Um, like a lot of people, I don't like dancing. I find it awkward. Sometimes I'm made to do it at weddings and things like that, and that's okay. But I guess uh, dad dancing is <laughs> is my move. Uh, terrible dancing is what I excel at. Anyway, that's not really what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about this week is gearing up for gigs. So here we go. In the UK, at least, gigs seem to be on the cusp of returning. I saw someone who was at a gig today, a bit jealous, but there we go. A recent study found that if everyone had done a test before a one-day festival, which they did, they tried it, it was no more dangerous than going to the shops, going shopping. So things like gigs, things like um, sporting events and things like that, no more dangerous than going to the shops as long as you have a negative test. Really, really exciting. It's looking like gigs might actually be able to happen and it's been so, so long, I know. And all of you, all of you in bands are really aching to gig again. I know you are because I talk to so many people and they're just waiting for the day that they can go and play in front of people. It's been ages. But the, the question you have to ask yourself and the question you need to know before you start gigging and before you even think about it is, are you ready? Are you ready as a, an, a musician and as a band to gig? So there's three parts I've got to what I want to say today, which is to prep your instruments, prep your playing or rehearsal. That one didn't really fit to my the thing that I was going for and prep your sounds. So I'm not going to waste any time. I want to talk first about prepping your instrument. Now, your instrument hopefully has been played regularly. Hopefully you've been picking up your guitar, your bass, your drums, your vocals. Uh, you've hopefully been picking those up a lot over lockdown and keeping your hand in and keeping well rehearsed. But now is a really, really, really good time to go and get your instruments professionally set up. So if you've got your bass or your guitar and, you know, it's nice, but it could be just a little bit better. You know, the neck needs a bit of a tweak. Either tweak it yourself if you know how to do that kind of thing or go and pay somebody who does. Go and seek out a, um, a luthier, well, luthier is maybe dramatic, somebody who can set up a guitar and go and get your instruments sorted. I actually got mine back today, two of my basses, and I'm very happy to see them and they play beautifully. So I'm very happy that they have gone. Make sure that all your gear is working properly. So if you have cables and things like that, make sure your cables are working. Make sure you've got fresh sets of sticks. If you're a drummer, make sure you have warming up if you're a vocalist i mean there's not that doesn't speak so that doesn't speak so much to vocalists sorry but there we are so just get, make sure your your equipment is ready to go make sure you have everything good if you have say some pedals some electronics that's sounding a bit crackly sort them out get that kind of thing sorted now before you find yourself 15 minutes for a gig and you've got several cables that just don't work you don't want to be in that position you want to be ready from a prepping your instrument point of view Secondly, you want to prep your playing. You want to be making sure that you rehearse as much as humanly possible by yourself and as a band before you gig. You need to have your, your set lists, 
You need to have your set list tight. You need to be so uh, focused and ready to go that when you get to your first gig, you just know what you're doing backwards, inside out, reverse, whatever it is. You just know how to play every single song sort of without thinking. That's the way you're going to put on a great show. You're not going to come across as nervous, especially as you've had so long away. It's really worth spending time rehearsing and just rehearsing as a band and rehearsing by yourself to make sure you know what you're doing. If you are kind of on the cusp of rehearsals and you're not there yet, make sure you're practicing by yourself. Practice your scales, whatever it is you want to practice and you enjoy practicing. Practice it, play over a few covers, things like that. Get yourself out of a kind of rusty frame of mind and into a really active playing frame of mind, ready for rehearsals and then ready for gigs. So I've got the final bit, which is prep your sounds, which maybe is a bit weirder and not what you think, but I will talk about it after the break. Now, my final comment is about preparing your sounds. So it's one of those things that a lot of bands don't think about is how are you optimising what you're doing and how your equipment is set up for playing live. This is a great point to think about it before you've really got back into the flow of gigging again. For example, if you are a bassist, then have you thought, for example, of instead of lugging around a big old amp that you have to crank up that you can't crank up because it sounds too loud, have you thought about maybe going pedals, going direct in, and then you can tweak your tone as it goes to the front of house? That's amazing. You then need to think about how are you going to hear yourself on stage? So, for example, are there fallback monitors where you can hear yourself? Do you have in-ears? Do you Are you at a venue that even supports in-ears? Do you have some kind of house amp that you can just plug into just so you can hear yourself? That kind of thing. Just really worth thinking about. I think in the modern age for a lot of bands, the idea of going direct is still an anathema to some, but to many people, they've realised it's quite easy. You can get something like a Line 6 Helix, and there's loads of other other options and examples for guitars and bass and things like that. And you can cut out a lot of equipment and create a really mobile rig where you've optimised your sounds as they go to the front of house. I think that's really important to think about. Stage volume is a real bugbear, especially in small venues. You have to think about it. If you're bringing your 1959 Marshall Plexi and it's it's roaring and it's loud and to get that distortion, you just need to crank it and it is the loudest amp in the world. I've got a 20-watt Plexi here and I cranked it when I was recording a band the other week and it was the loudest thing I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> it was insane and it's 20 watts. So you just need to think about that. If you want that kind of tone, for example, in a live setting, a massive great big Marshall that needs to be cranked up is probably not the easiest solution. You can get simulations of things. So there's the Line 6 Helix. There's uh, there's all sorts of other examples. That's the only one that's coming to mind right now, but there we are. And you can get in a sort of emulation of that tone. And it, sure, it may not be perfect, but it's going to be 99% there, genuinely. 99% of the tone is going to be the same. And in a live context, that's what you want. You want a tone that is good, maybe even just good enough, that is portable, so you can set up quickly. 
part of this is you need to think about when you are in a gig scenario, you need to be able to set up your equipment quickly and pack down your equipment quickly. Because if you hold up bands, you're going to get a bit of a bad reputation and you may not be even even invited back. So you need to think about a mobile rig. You need to think about maybe even sizing down. It's a great opportunity to do this. This is almost not where I thought I was going to go. I was going to talk about optimizing your tones for live, but it turns out I'm just talking about mobile rigs and it's just what's kind of come to my mind. But if you are someone who uses amps and things like that, have a go with your tone. Have a go with your tone. Have a go improving your tone. Think about what you're using and why you're using it. If you have superfluous pedals that you just don't need and you don't really use, consider getting rid of them and you can downsize your pedal board. Now that may not be as fun, but it's going to be so much more portable and you're going to be able to get from gig to gig easier. You're going to be able to set up quicker and you're going to be able to problem solve easier as well. The thing that a lot of people don't think about is the more equipment you have and the more equipment you're bringing with you, the more things that there are to go wrong. So, for example, if your equipment was uh, you have one guitar, maybe a backup guitar, a single cable that goes to a Line 6 Helix, I keep using that example, and then to front of house, and maybe you have a full back amp there so you can hear what you're, what you're playing as well. The potential points for failure are very low. There's a, minim- there's a minimal amount of things that can go wrong. And therefore, if you find yourself mid-set with a problem, there's very few things that you can try to fix and you're probably going to be able to find that solution much quicker. Compare that to someone who maybe has five or six guitars with them because they're all in different tunings, has a mega pedal board with 30 pedals on it, all of which are daisy chained to each other through cables and various things like that. And then maybe let's go wild. This person goes out to two amps. Now, the potential points for failure there are massive. There's so many things that can go wrong and a complicated rig is I'm not saying you can't, don't get me wrong, a complicated rig can and do sound great, but you want to minimise the problems for yourself. You want to think about eliminating or cutting down on the points of failure. So yes, prepare your sounds. Make sure that what you're doing and the way you're doing it makes sense for your context. Minimise if you can, things like that. That was more of a rant about sounds and sizing down than I thought I was going to do. But there we go. (laughs) That's where we ended up. So yes, if you are gearing up for gigs right now, as you should be in the UK at least, sorry if you're in another country that's not really in the same situation as we are, but I'm kind of speaking to the UK context. That's what I know. You want to make sure you're prepping your instruments. They're set up properly. They're working properly. You want to make sure that you're playing and you're rehearsing together regularly, making sure everything's as tight as it humanly can be because tight bands make for good bands. And you want to make sure that your sounds are there, that the equipment you're using makes sense and the way you're using it makes sense. Are you, for example, have you got tones that blend together well as a band or haven't you? If you do, great. If you don't, you need to spend some time working on that as a band. Make sure you have a very cohesive sound that works together. Anyway, sorry, I just started talking more about sound. I love talking about sound. I'm a bit of a nerd, so there we are. Anyway, anyway, that is it for another episode of the Music Survival Guide. If you enjoyed it, then please leave me a review wherever you listen to the podcast. I really appreciate them. I'm also reading them out as and when I get them, so pop along <laughs> and you'll get your your name, your username read out digi- digitally. Wow, what a sentence. You will be read and your 
Your review will be read out. There we are, with your name on it. So there we go. Please also share it with any friends and bandmates if you thought it was useful. Are you preparing for rehearsals? Then share this with them and they may find it helpful just in thinking about and focusing on what is important to get right before gigging. I really appreciate all of you. So if you're interested, there's a community on Facebook called the Music Survival Guide Community. Hop over there for chats about music and band life with other musicians and industry peoples. And I will see you next time.